Amen. Thank you, Dave. Well, good morning, everyone. What a wonderful day. It's sunny out there. Is it always sunny in Stapleford? I can see. Well, let me also add um, to what David has said there. It was a great delight for me to be here yesterday and to see hundreds coming through the door. I think I was one of the first people to arrive. So when I arrived, kind of I was given the, uh, the royal tour around. It was fantastic. And then I went and sat in the little green room that I'd got there. And after a, a, about an hour or so, I said, well, I want to just go out and have a look. And I could hardly move. Absolutely thrilling. I tell you what, that, that's what church is all about. And that's what it's being involved with the community, being involved with people. It's being involved with those. This church exists... Not so much for you, but for the people that aren't yet here. That's what it's all about. And so to just be a part of yesterday um, was absolutely tremendous. I made sure that I tweeted. If you don't know what a tweet is, I'm not very good at it, but it's one of these little things when you're on Twitter. And I tweeted uh, yesterday that it was an absolute delight to see hundreds coming through the doors. And the dignitaries, boy... Uh, I don't think anybody's really posh, but, you know, some of them wore chains around them. I, I, was, I was saying what lovely necklaces they had, but they didn't, didn't seem to go down too well. No, I didn't. <clears throat> but even the dignitaries, they were absolutely thrilled to be here, let me tell you. God is doing something absolutely great. I, 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 I've been debating what to speak on. I'm not going to speak on this, but hang on a minute, love, let me just go down here. I'm, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to go this route at all. Uh, I've changed my message for what I'm going to do. But I, I was going to show you this. Isn't that lovely? What is it? Who would like it? Yeah. What did you say it was? Oh, no, 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 no. No, that's not what it is, no. No, no, what is it? Well, I'll give it to you because you said it was an apple. Well, the truth of the matter is, it depends on which eyes you're looking through. See, you can either look and see an apple, or you can see an orchard. Because contained within the apple is the seeds of something far bigger and far greater and far better. And actually, what you've got to, every single one of you, have got to see exactly what was said earlier on. That actually, as great as this is, it ain't big enough for even your Sunday services in the future. Because contained within what God is doing here in Stableford is something bigger and better. And to see you moved and to know, you know, you've, you've been here, uh, I think, a long time, one of the original people to come. To see this taking place is absolutely fantastic. But it ain't the end. It's but a part of the journey. Because we've got to see, not an apple, but we've got to see an orchard. And when we look at one another, what do we see? Hmm, pains, grumblers. Well, let's start looking at the potential because that's how Jesus looked. He looked at the potential in everyone. And there are seeds of greatness in every single person in this room. If you know Jesus Christ as your saviour, let me tell you, then there's a great, great future ahead. And I was going to talk all, all about that, but I'm not going to go that route. But I do want to sow that seed that actually what God is doing here is but the start of something bigger and better. And, and one of the things, I went out for a lovely meal last night. It was really, so thank you very, very much. And the only thing that I said that I thought was of any real worth was, you know, just this whole thing of guard your unity. Do not flaunt the favour of God. In fact, don't become familiar with the favour of God. 
And what you've got to do, you know, God, where he sees people dwelling together in unity, where he sees people with one heart, and that's what you've got to guard. You've got to guard that above everything else. Speak well of one another. Encourage one another. And make sure that if anybody says anything negative or anything, you cut it dead. Say, I don't want to be a part of that, because this is the house of the Lord, and we're going to speak well. Amen? Amen. So, okay, now it's time virtually to come to the Word of God. Um, I kind of represent some nearly 600 churches, of which this is one church within the Fellowship of Assemblies of God. And did you know that thousands of people, this is true, thousands of people are praying for you this morning? I've already mentioned Twitter. Wherever I go, and I'm out every single, I've not got one Sunday free this year, with the exception of my holidays. Uh, mind you, I've got 50 weeks holidays. That's not so bad. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, I, I'm booked up every single weekend. And wherever I'm going, I usually put in where I'm going to be. And I just ask that the people that follow me on Twitter make sure they send a prayer up. I've got several thousand people that are following me on Twitter. If you're not doing that, then please, please follow me. And also, because you belong to the Fellowship of Assemblies of God, you can receive quite freely every Monday, if you've got a computer, into your, uh, what, what do you call it? Inbox, that's what it is, yes. Into your inbox, a free newsletter uh, saying what is happening around the country and in other parts. And so please, please sign up for that. It doesn't cost anything at all. It used to be just for leaders, but I've made it so that I want every single person in churches to get that. And uh, you can get online, go to the uh, Assemblies of God, the website there, and you can get it. And I do hope, Dave... I don't know whether you're going to delegate this or not. I know tomorrow you've got the day off. But I do hope we're going to have a report in for next Monday about what happened yesterday. I think there were some photos that were taken. Send a photo, send a little report, and let's let people know the good things that are happening. We don't know how to celebrate enough. Uh, and, you know, we just, we, we, there's lots of good things that are happening. It's great that's happening here, but I tell you, I go to a lot of places, and God is on the move. It's not just in Africa. It's not just in China. It's not just in America or Australia. God is on the move in Great Britain. Amen? And although there's a lot of bad press, and there's a lot of dark things that are spoken of, I want to tell you, my Jesus is alive, and he's working in this nation. Amen? Amen. I've got a little table out there. Um, and that's got some resources on. This is a little book that I did called Defeating the Giants. It's a way that we can... You know, the giants were the things that stopped a lot of the Israelites going into the land. And the, line, the, the names of those giants all mean something. The Hittites, the Amorites, the Mosquito Bites, they were all there. And uh, the Hittites, it means fear. That's literally what it means. And fear robs a lot of Christians from moving in to what God has got for them. And so I did that book probably two years ago now. And, uh, and it, does anybody want this book, by the way? Uh, do you know what? You were just beaten. You were very, very close. It was, yeah, well, the, the first hand that I saw was yours. What was your name? Jo oh, joy. I like joy, joy. My heart is full of joy. Do you remember that song? It's an old one. You should have said, no, 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 no to that. If you see me afterwards, I'll sign it. Because any, anybody that gets anything, and if an author signs a book, did you know it's worth twice the value on eBay? <laughs> so you can sell it on eBay this afternoon. This one, this is one you can give to people that aren't yet Christians. That one's uh, 7.99, but this one's £7. And this is the... Ha I believe God wants us to enjoy life to the full. Billy Graham says that God never, ever uses a miserable Christian. Now have a look at the person next to you and see if God can use them.
You'll know straight away. If you're not... So this has got 26 chapters, each letter of the alphabet standing for an ingredient that I think you should have in your life in order to be happy. A stands for attitude. You've got to have the right attitude. When you get out of bed in the morning in stable food, you might have a few aches and pains, but if it's sunny out there, you praise the Lord. That's the right attitude. If you are in stable food uh, and you've got a few aches and pains and you look out of the window and it's pouring down with rain, you praise the Lord. That's the right attitude. If you're in stable food and you look out the window and it's snowing, go back to bed because it'd be too cold to get up and do But this has got A, stands for attitude, B for balance. Got to have a balance in your life. C for character. X for xylophone. But that's not what's in the book. So uh, this is all. Anybody want this one? Do you know what? It was between you and... There you go, my love. What's your name? Cherry. Cherry. You've got a beautiful voice, haven't you? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. When you began to sing, I tell you, the place was filled with a new depth of the presence of God simply because of your voice being lifted up in praise and adoration. So seek the Lord every time that you are to minister before him. He will give you songs that you are to write down. He'll give you words to write down. As you share them with worship team, there will be a song that will arise from this house. And you'll be a part of that by the gift of God that is on you. So sing, 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 O daughter of God. The anointing of the Lord is on you. Be encouraged, be blessed, and walk in his strength in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. What was your name again? Cherry. Cherry. Hmm. I was going to sing a song then. I know... <laughs> Why not? Why can't I sing a song? No, I'm not going to now. But if ever you want me to do a duet with you, I'm available, all right? Some people sing like nightingales. I'm a gale in the night, but don't worry about that. And uh, that book, by the way, they're, they're on CD as well, so you can get them on CDs. I went and professionally recorded them. The, the Defeated the Giants' messages. And... Um, and so you can get them. It's time I got into the Word of God, else we're not going to get anything done. Okay, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me, please. And the reason I've gone this way is because I, I, I always look for something in the service that will help me have an indicator as to where I'm to go. And I, I prepared for this morning months ago. I wrote in my diary what I was going to preach. All through the weeks I've been praying about what I'm going to preach. And then sitting there. God said, okay, now I want you to change it. And that doesn't happen very often. So it's something that was sung about in the second song that made me want to go this route. And because of the season that you're in as a church and where you've been, particularly from yesterday. It says in the book of Isaiah, the 40th chapter, have you not known, verse 28, Isaiah chapter 40, have you not known and have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he neither faints or gets weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Why, even your youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their, their strength. Any of you here got any hobbies? What hobbies have you got? Tell me, Joy, what hobbies have you got? Sewing. I uh, don't do that myself, but uh, very nice, I suppose. Very nice. Sewing. Bit of a boring hobby, that, isn't it? Yeah. Sewing. Oh, probably very nice. Who else has got a hobby? Thank you. Painting. Do you know what? But I, now, that's more my line. 
I, I like painting as well. I've done some paintings, and I've got my easel and my acrylics and oils. I like painting. Good. Anybody else got a hobby? I have two more. Come on, help me out. I'm not here, Dr. Door. Yes. Ballroom dancing. Now, you're not going to believe this. I have got medals for ballroom dancing. Yes, the International Dancing, Dancing Masters Association, IDMA. My quick step... See, you didn't know this, Dave. My quick step and my waltz is something to be observed. Heel toe toe down. Actually, I used to do it. Hey! Is your name Wendy? Is it Wendy? Wait, do you know what my very first girlfriend... This is true, this is true. My very first girlfriend, who I learned to dance with at school, was called Wendy. She was my partner, and we learned to do the old... I haven't done it for years. My wife, my wife says I've got no rhythm and anything like that. I like dancing, that's a good one, that is. Very, as you can see, I don't do a lot of dancing these days. One last one, one last one. Golf at golf? Is that what you was going to say? <laughs> too sensible for that, yeah, golf, yeah. Fly glide. Oh, you're a glider pilot. Wow, I've never done... I've done that one, and I've done that one. I've never done that one. I would not want to do that one at any rate. I don't like heights. If I put thick socks on, I'll go giddy. Go on. Do Do you? <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Get in there. You can tell where the intelligent row is, can't you? What's your name? Mike. Mike. Great. Okay, wonderful. Well, actually, it's an amazing thing that you've had all these hobbies, but none of you have said the hobby that Jesus says that you all ought to have. I'm surprised at that. Because the Bible makes it very clear that Jesus says he wants us all to be ornithologists. Have you read that scripture? You're looking at me gone out. Do you know what an ornithologist is? It's a bird watcher. The feathered type. The feathered type. You see, in the book of Matthew... It says, look at the birds. They don't sow or do it. They don't sow. <laughs> Not that kind of sow. They don't sow the seed or anything like that, but your heavenly Father knows all about them. <laughs> so study the birds. I, I, I like ornithology. I like a bird watcher. Got my binoculars, got some in the car, and uh, really, really enjoy. We, we've... Not got a very big garden, but we've got some a tip box there. And we've this last year, uh, we had 16 babies in, in the in the tip box. Isn't that great? And we were right close. I mean, as close as kind of from me to Wendy there in, in terms of being able to watch it. Absolutely fantastic bird watching. And Jesus says we ought to study the birds. I, uh, I I I like studying people as well, and I think some people are like birds. I mean, some people are like turkeys. <laughs> you got to be honest. I mean, the, they just get fatter and fatter. <laughs> they don't do what they're meant to do, because actually birds are meant to fly, but turkeys don't fly. And then they just get fat until somebody comes along and... <laughs> basically, and enjoys them for Christmas. Uh, some people are like parrots. I said, some people are like parrots. I said, some people are like parrots. They repeat just what other people say. I said, they repeat what other people say. Uh, actually, I don't think that God really wants you to be a parrot Christian. I don't think he wants you to be a turkey Christian. Some Christians, they're like ostriches. 
They bury their heads in the sand and they don't know what's going on around about them. I believe it's tremendously important this day that we need to have men and women like the men of Issachar who understood the days in which they were living and therefore knew what the church should do. We ought to know what's going on in the world. But some Christians, they bury their heads like ostriches. And so we could go on, the Stalins, the owls. No, 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 you see, let me tell you. There is one bird that is the king of all birds. Just like the lion is the king of all animals. You mentioned the bird. It's the eagle. And eagles are the most remarkable and without a shadow of a doubt, actually, my favorite bird. I, I went through a whole phase whereby I read every book that I possibly could. Because I didn't finish reading the scripture. It actually says this, But those who wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. There is something about eagles that is absolutely tremendous. And this is what I've come to tell you. I think God wants you here, every one of you, to become an eagle-like Christian. Eagles, they're the most remarkable bird. I, I haven't brought it out here, but I have got a series of uh, uh, CDs. I think there's six or eight messages on eagles that I did. And I put it together. And it's out there. It's a set of eagle, uh, eagle messages. Uh, I think it's ten pounds. And I'm not here to just sell stuff. That's, that's not what it's about. But, it's, but I got, became so fascinated because the Bible says so much about eagles. Did you know eagles are one of the only birds that mate for life? That's interesting, isn't it? Mm, they mate for life. Eagles, they, they have two ways that they defeat the greatest opposition that comes to them. One of the oppositions is the great storms that come, and the other oppositions are the snakes that exist. But they don't fight their enemies in the same way. Let me explain what I mean, and I'll, uh, you'll see where I'm going in a minute. The, the eagle... It attacks the snake. It's got a marvelous eyesight. It can eye spy with my little eye things from way, way up. And it can swoop down. And it gets the eagle, or the eagle gets the serpent, the snake, that is a danger because the snakes try and get the eggs of the, the young and so on. And it, it gets it in its claws and then it soars high and it drops the snake on the rock below. That usually is enough to kill it, but, but it's not enough for the eagle. I like this. The eagle then swoops down. Not all eagles, by the way, do this. There are various species of eagle. I'm, I'm talking about one particular species that does this. It then swoops down and it bites the head of the snake. And it takes the head of the snake up to the nest and it feeds its eaglets with a snake. I want to tell you something. We've got one that has crushed the head of the serpent. And although the devil is out to get us and rob us and would seek to do us harm, there is one that has gone before us who has trampled and crushed the head of the serpent. And that which the devil means for bad, God is able to turn it around for good. He takes all of those things that have gone wrong in our lives and God is able to twist them around. That's the kind of God we serve. But actually the eagle doesn't do the same with the storm he does exactly what you were talking about have you ever heard me speak on this subject before because what it does of course 
It doesn't fight the storm. It holds its wings out and allows the thermal of the wind to lift the eagle up higher, above the storm. So the eagle doesn't always defeat the enemy in the same way. Sometimes he rises above it and is still, and other times aggressively he attacks it. Uh, can I say something to you as a church and as individuals as well? When the enemy comes to seek to do something that is not good in our lives, he attacks us in some way, perhaps there's some trial or tribulation or difficulty, you've got to know how to defeat the enemy. Sometimes it is that you need to be very aggressive in your prayer. So you get down and you call on the name of the Lord and you do battle as it were. And other times, you have to get to the place whereby you are still and know that he is God. And there's no need to just wrestle with that. You allow the warmth of the everlasting arms of God to lift you above the storm. And you can be at peace and at rest, no matter what the situation. Eagles, there's so much to learn about them, but it was that verse that stuck out to me, that actually, that all your young men are going to get weak and weary, and young men are going to fail and fall, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall rise up, with wings like eagles. Yesterday was absolutely tremendous. Uh, I've already said that, and I'll be saying that for weeks. Where I go, I'm going to become your best ambassador. You want to, you want, you want to put me on the staff, I'm going to be worth that much to you as a church. <laughs> but, but, but let me tell you, you can't have a day like yesterday and then keep going at that pace without feeling some tiredness. Tiredness and weariness is totally a natural part of living. Do you know what I mean, anybody here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, have any of you got any grandchildren? Yes. Yeah, me too. Now, let me tell you about grandkids, can I? I've got six. And at Christmas, I've got two that are Australian. And they came over with their mum and dad and... And a few more, to be honest, because... His mum and dad, my son-in-law's mum and dad, paid for my daughter to come across, so they had to come, and then they brought their daughter. Before I knew what was it, we had 18 for Christmas Day dinner. 18. Six grandchildren. One of them was six, and the rest were five and under. Now, I want to say something about my grandkids. They're beautiful. They are wonderful, and when I saw them, first of all, I flung out my arms, I pulled them to me, I kissed them. How many of you know that when they were going, I was going like this? It was lovely to see them come, but boy, it was great to see them go. Where do they get their energy from? I was never like that. I used to be a good little boy when I was that age. But I mean, it was just... I do a lot of miles uh, from here. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking at a church this afternoon in, in Nottingham area, and then I've got to go to Doncaster for a meeting tonight. That's just today. I mean, just travel. Yesterday, traveled from uh, Western Supermare, uh, Clevedon and Porter's Head, south of Bristol, to be with you. So I do loads and loads of miles. I want to tell you, there are some times when you're on that motorway or when you're in city centers and women are whizzing past you on the outside, cutting you up. No, that's a joke. It's you. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm a bit brave, aren't I? There's some maniacs out there on the road. 
they cut your give you signs. I don't know what some of the signs are. I'm trying to learn sign language. I've used some of them back, but I don't know. But they were waving to me. But the truth of the matter is, you're going to go on a journey and you can get, oh dear me, you need a breather. You get weary. It's a natural problem. To do what you are doing at the moment, and, and because I'm at a different church every Sunday, and midweek stuff as well, I see a lot of the country. And I went for a little drive around Stapleford this morning. I've been before, but I, I, I just did it again, just to pray around the streets. And, and this is not in any way negative, because I don't believe that, but there are some great needs that are represented around this area. Massive needs. Beyond many closed doors, a needle is going into an arm. A tablet is being taken. A heart is being broken. A child is being beaten. I was a magistrate for over ten years. And you know, I was a magistrate. And you know the number one thing that was on the increase? And I've been left the magistracy now for ten years. Was paedophilia. We're living in a world whereby there's a lot of rottenness out there as well. And as I drove around, I, I, I saw the needs around this area. And to minister, you are a lighthouse in this area. This is, this is a significant thing that you are doing. So there will be attacks of the enemy that will come that you're going to need to know when to rest and when to battle. And you're going to need to have a wisdom to understand that people are going to get tired. And that is totally, totally natural and ordinary and nothing wrong with it at all. It's not sin to get tired. It's not sin to feel weary. But the Bible tells us that actually an eagle knows how to renew its strength so that it becomes even like it used to be. And so what I thought, I thought I wanted to tell you what the eagle does in order to renew its strength. And you that are going to be eagle-like Christians, that are going to soar high, higher than a glider, you're going to rise in God and fulfill your destiny. In doing all of that, I'm now going to give you the key and the secret to how the eagle renews its strength. Because some of you need to hear this. Basically, there are two ways that an eagle renews its strength. One of them is what I've called a special time of renewal or refreshing. See, re, is, re, is, re just means again. So when you find the, the little preface of re in front of a word, it means again. He is an again God. He, 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 you know, you, you look at all the re repentance, renewal, and refreshed. It means to become fresh again. And I'm going to tell you how an eagle becomes fresh again. It's through a special time... And it's through a daily time. Now let me talk about the special time. The special time is this, that after probably nine or ten years, so we're talking a significant length of time, it can vary. But an eagle, it begins to realize that something is happening in its life. Because I've told you, and you'll need to get the tapes because I can't remember all the, 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 the details on it. But from a great height, oh, I've got to tell you this, an eagle only feeds on living things. Not like a vulture. Some vulture Christians, they feed on rubbish and dead stuff. I want you to be an eagle Christian. 
His word is a living word. He can feed on the living word of God. Anyway, go, go off. So the eagle, it, it looks down, it sees a little rabbit. It thinks, I spy with my little eye something beginning with BR. Bunny rabbit. <laughs> it swoops down, whoop, grabs the rabbit and eats it. Ah. But after about nine or ten years, the same eagle, I spy with my little eyes from it beginning with BBR, a big bunny rabbit. <laughs> but what's happened over a period of time, its feathers have started to get a little bit matted. And so now, as it flies down, the air going through its feathers makes a noise. And big bunny rabbits are known for having big bunny rabbit ears. It can hear the eagle a coming. Boom, 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 boom. Down the old, the old eagle. No food. The eagle needs to think about this and become refreshed. It needs to become like it was. And so this is what it does. It leaves its partner. Hmm, that's an interesting thing. It flies away alone. Listen to what I'm saying. There are some things that only you can do, even without Sue. You have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And, and I've been married for over 41 years. And uh, very good that, 41 years, and we were both born on the same day. Wow. Got the same birthday. Anybody got the 26th of March? If you're taking notes, write down the 26th of March. <laughs> it's my birthday, my birthday. And it's good when your wife has got the same birthday. Apart from one year, I forgot. It was nearly divorced. It was nearly divorced. But although Andrew and I have been married for 40 odd years, there are some things that I need to get alone with God for. There are some things that she has to work out. And what I'm talking about here, this special time of refreshing and renewal, you actually can't do it with anybody else. Not to be like the eagle. The eagle leaves its partner for a time, and it soars high, and it goes, listen to this, to the highest rock that it can go to. Hmm, I like that. Jesus is the rock of our salvation and to become renewed and become refreshed sometimes you have to get alone and go to the rock and then on the rock it does something that is so what time to be finished because this is so terrible I don't even know we've got time to tell you but this is terrible and she, she got all upset when I talked about the rabbit going down the hole I mean damn it okay let me uh, lads I'm going to talk just to you for a minute Aren't women funny? I mean, can you understand them? I just, I, I've got to be honest, I can't understand women. What they carry in their handbags is unbelievable, that. I mean, your wives might not, or your girlfriends might not be like mine, but my wife carries... Wait until you hear this, Dave. She carries in her handbag tweezers. Tweezers! Now... It won't be so bad if she just carried them there. But sometimes, she's got this mirror in our bedroom, one of these, that makes your head look about ten times bigger. You know, you're looking and all you see is a great big eye. And, and she's got these tweezers. And she, oh, it's disgusting, ladies. She plucks her eyebrows. Thump, thump, thump. 
What's that all about, ladies? What's that? Now, now we come to the very, 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 very sad bit. Because I'm getting on a bit now. And about five or six years ago, about your age, my wife came to me and she said, John! You've got hairs growing out of your nose! I wouldn't have wanted that, but this was up. She's got tweezers in this hand, tweezers. She says, let me get the, get thee behind me, Satan, I said. Not even letting a minute, what, what are you talking about? Let me get them. She says, it's disgusting me becoming like an old man. Airs out your ears, but airs up your nose. She says, get rid of them now. So I thought, well, because I'm a man under submission. I went to that big mirror in our bedroom. And I'm there. And she's behind me watching. It, it was about five years ago. I don't know whether you heard the shout from here. But I want to tell you something. I yanked down. And I have never... Women, you don't know what pain is having babies. Having babies is a piece of cake compared with plucking nose hairs. <coughs> I thought I'd make it very light this morning, Dave. I yanked down, and I got about three or four at the same time. Even now, I'm going to have to sit down, I've come over all faint. I mean, I'm talking, this is just horrific. Let's go back to the eagle. The eagle is on the rock and it begins to pluck out its own feathers. That's what it does. Why? Because it is more interested in the progress than the pain. Are you with me now? And sometimes we have to get alone with God and go through some pain in order that progress might take place and we become renewed. We have to get to the place whereby we say, God, I'm going to go to that person and apologize. I'm going to write that letter. I'm going to put that situation right. I'm going to start doing what your word says regarding the giving of my tithes and my offerings. I'm going to make sure I carry a right attitude. And it can be pretty painful. But if you're interested in becoming renewed, if you're wanting to stay fresh, then you've got to be prepared sometimes to go through some pain in order to get to what God wants for you. So there he is, the little eagle, on the rock, plucking out some of its own feathers, and then, it doesn't pluck them all out, else he wouldn't be able to fly. But then he leaves the rock, and he swoops down to the cool, flowing, crystal river, or stream. And he bathes his wounds in the river, and he, it cleans out, actually, in between all the feathers. It helps to heal the wounds, but it also cleans out all the little bits and bobs. Yes, to, you, yes. Have you, you ever done that, have you? you know, with a, I'm a nurse. Oh, my goodness. Well, why do you keep going on this one? Dear me. When, Cherith, dear me. Is it Cherith? Cherry. Yeah. Oh, you cherry. Cherry in the fruit. As in the fruit. I thought it was cherry. Red and brown cherries. Hey, 
Come, come, come to the river. There's a river flowing. It's called the river of God. And there we can go and we can dive into the river. Oh, not up to our ankles and not up to our knees, but we can go deep down and can allow the soothing, healing flow of God's river to rush right all over us so that actually we're all cleansed afresh. It's called being renewed, getting into the river of God. Uh, and then it goes back high up. And then do you know what it does? It opens its wings out. And it begins to dry itself and wait with the sun beating down in on it. It's now on the rock in the presence of the sun. I'm talking about you getting to the rock and allowing the sun of God to shine upon you. The S-O-N, not the S-U-N. I can't verify this. Um, some people, I've read books, books have said that this is true, but I've also read books where it says that this is an incorrect fact regarding um, eagles. So I won't verify it, it's just an interesting thought, that actually it takes about 40 days for the feathers to grow back. <laughs> I don't know whether that's right or wrong, but it's a nice thought. 40 is pretty significant. And you'll never guess what, it's eating very little during this period of time. Because it's on the rock. Hmm. So, so when it comes time that its feathers have grown back, now there'll be no noise when it attacks. But it's not idle on the rock. I said it was there on the rock, but it's doing something. Do you know what it's doing? Terry, do you know what it's doing? It's going like this. It's good, isn't it? Not doing a Tommy Cooper impression. It's going like this. Who, who's Tommy Cooper? You see, on the rock, it's sharpening its claws. This is a fact. It's a fact. Because over the years, little carbuncles, or whatever you call them, have grown on it. And, little, and now it's sharpening them. And it's also going like this. And it's sharpening its beak. So that when it leaves the rock, goes back to its partner... Now, it is slimmer than it's been for a long time. Because it, it hasn't eaten a lot. Its feathers have grown back perfectly. Its beak is sharp, and its claws are sharp. It has literally become renewed. Hmm. Uh, I, I want to say this to you. In all seriousness, because I'm joking away here. But there are times when you just need to get alone with God. And perhaps some of you have never done that. I used to do it every single year. And, and in this particular role, probably I need to do it more than ever. And I, uh, I can be, you know, we can become so busy that we, we, we actually then become weary. And we all need, it doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian, we all need those times when we just get with God. And we just allow something of his spirit, something of the flow of God to do something fresh with us. Mm. And I think for some of you, you're going to need this year to say, right, I'm going to give up two days or three days or four days. And you're just going to get alone. And you're going to seek God. And God's going to give you words. And he's going to give you something that you haven't had before. A new anointing. It, it, it's going to be so refreshing for you. I don't know if that's for the leadership. I don't know whether it's, but it's for people within the... 
But I said there was two ways. There was a, that's a special time. That's a special time of renewal. But do you know what an eagle does? Every day it gets renewed, but it does it differently. You see, what happens is, when it wakes up in the morning, <laughs> it's, uh, it preens itself. Preening is, is when it passes every feather through its beak. But it does two things while it's doing that. It breathes on its feather in preening itself. <laughs> and it does this every morning. It takes about an hour for it to preen itself fully before it sets out. It's interesting as well. I think we can go about our business and sometimes we can get on with life without realizing that every day we need to perhaps start it out by saying, breathe on me breath of God fill me with life anew that I might love what you would love and do what you would do oh breathe, breathe, breathe Holy Spirit on us it's got a gland in its, in its neck it's, it's got like an oil and what it does when it's preening itself it's steam cleaning itself better than a Dyson this it also secretes a little drop of oil because that oil actually helps to protect it. So in the rain or in the water or in the wet, it's got a kind of a, a protection because of the oil that it puts on itself every day. In the Bible, I think many of us are aware of this, oil is a type, it's a picture of the person of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to suggest to you but it's a tremendous thing every day to spend just a little bit of time preening ourselves. So before coming out here, before I left the hotel, I made sure there was that little time of saying, oh God, because, I mean, I confess this to the guys and still they allow me to talk to you. I, I must admit, I, I've been feeling a little bit weary. I just, just, don't know whether it's age or whether my wife's not treating me good enough. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the curry. But you're right, I've started to get a bit of a cough and all this kind of stuff. and we, It's natural. But how we need the breath of God. And how we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So amongst all the jokes and amongst everything else, there's something that drops into a person's spirit that helps them in their journey to become what? Eagle-like Christians. The series of CDs that's out there, it's called Destined to Soar. And you've begun to ascend. As individuals and as a church, you've begun to move into something fresh. You're allowing the thermal of God's Holy Spirit to take you on this wonderful journey of reaching the lost and seeing this community turned around. What the devil meant for bad is going to be turned around by the power of the gospel in this particular place. It's wonderful. But in order for that, you've got to become a, an eagle Christian. You've got to be someone that knows how to become renewed. And that can be a special time of getting alone with God. It certainly will involve a time at the start of every day where you say, breathe on me. Fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit so that today I might soar. And whatever comes my way, I'll know how to handle it, whether it's through prayer or through rest. I know you want me to go even higher. Bow your heads in a word of prayer, please.